The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. This is a very special bonus podcast. Not just one PGA Tour Pro playing this week at the Travelers Championship, but two. Jason Day coming up after the break. But for right now, Max Homa is on the line. Max, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. It's cool to open for somebody. I feel like a rock star. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You are you are the lead act here. This is uh, <laughs> this is necessary. You get the people all riled up. You get them you get them all hot and bothered. You know, get get the get the day showing or the night oh, showing real well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, cool, brother. So you are you are in Connecticut. We were just chatting. It's it's Travelers Championship Week. This this event seems to always get rave reviews from players, fans, and everybody alike. Would you would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I feel like it's finally getting its due. You know, the course is awesome. I think most of the players would say this is a very underrated golf course. Uh, the tournament does a great job. I think that's probably why so many people rave about it. Uh, they just make it easy for us it's fun uh but yeah it's just the course that the finales have been amazing jordan speed sticks out when he hold that bunker shot i mean it uh it produces uh some fun finishes it's got a great you know final five or six holes so uh yeah it's finally getting its due i'm glad it is because i love coming here I've watched that replay of the Jordan Spieth hole out and the slow motion celebrate count too many times to even count, which I'm glad you brought up. I mean, it's just you to me feel like a golf fan. Obviously, it is your profession, but like when you aren't playing on a weekend, seemingly are you are you tuning in and watching like you you like this stuff? <laughs> Yeah, not every week, but, you know, I, I got a lot of friends out here, obviously, um, around these guys all the time. So especially if my friends are in, in in the mix, I'll watch. Or if I'm not doing anything, I'll watch. Uh, you know, it's just I, I like golf. I feel like some some people don't like to say that, they, you know, the, the players don't like to say that they're fans of it. But I am. I enjoy watching. I feel like I learn a little bit watching uh, the guys, even when I miss a cut or, or something. But it's nice to just keep up with what everybody's doing. Um, and yeah, it's just entertainment for me. I mean, if I'm flipping on TV and golf's on, I'll probably at least, at least tune in for a little bit. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Most guys don't want to admit that they're fans or they just want to get away from, <laughs> just want to get away from it when they're not playing 1 PM Eastern time on Thursday. I think that's Eastern time. Yes. Uh, I'm okay. I'm on, I'm on Pacific time. So I'm always doing the, the calculations here. Uh, he, if you could only play for the rest of your career, the AM PM or the PM AM wave, what would you prefer? Would you like the Thursday morning, Friday afternoon, or the opposite? We wrestle with this a lot. I like the <laughs> afternoon, then morning, because I feel like if you're hot, you get to just kind of get right back on the course. 
And if you're cold, you can get home Friday afternoon. Okay. That's a good <laughs> so point. It's not a bad, it's not a bad trade-off. <laughs> I've asked that to a couple other guys and no one gave me the answer that was. If I'm playing well, if I'm playing poorly, I get to get home quick. I have not heard that one yet. <laughs> I've missed enough cuts, man. I've thought this through. <laughs> That's so good. Well, you've also made a lot of cuts, Max. You've also won golf tournaments. You're currently, actually, do you know what your current world golf ranking is? And do yeah. you care? Yeah, I care. It's 40. <laughs> it okay. Nice. Do you good. ever do you ever think, wow, uh, there's only a handful of guys better than me at this right now, right? Like you are in the upper, upper, upper echelon of something that's very difficult to do. Yeah, I, I, I definitely appreciate it. I did it in college. You know, I keep up with what my rank was. And then, you know, in professional golf, it's no different. And it's funny because the higher you get, um, yeah, you can appreciate it more. But it's also more motivating knowing, knowing there's only 39 more guys I got to pass to get to the top. And, um, you know, it's it's almost tougher. uh uh, you know, well, it's obviously tougher mentally when you're, you know, two, 300,000, whatever. It just feels um, feels very uh, unattainable. And like I said, as I've gotten up here to 40, I think my lowest has been 37. I keep track of it because I, I like to use it to motivate me and to know that, like I said, there's only 39 guys, um, you know, at the moment that I got to get, get, get past. And it makes me want to work harder, win more golf tournaments because, you know, it's obviously fun playing good golf and it's really fun seeing your name kind of tick up that board. I love it. That's awesome. So, so 40th best golfer in the world. Is there anything in your rest of your life that you think you are better at than golf? So I'll give you an example. I, I think I'm better than you. I think I'm better at spreading cream cheese on a bagel than you are at golf. Is there anything that you are better at golf at? <laughs> So, wow. Uh, I'm really good at cleaning, like hand cleaning dishes. I'd say it's oh, up okay. there. Yeah. Right. Hand cleaning dishes. I'm not, do I'm not good at a lot. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I'm like a great, great cook or anything, but I would say, yeah, I, I would say cleaning dishes would be my thing. I'd probably flex on people with, um, if it wasn't for golf. <laughs> I'm not sure how much of a flex the cleaning the dishes is, but I'm over here flexing spreading cream cheese. So I think we're, <laughs> yeah, it's like we're in the same boat here. Right? I think we're I think I think we're okay. Uh, you know, you mentioned keeping track of your official world golf ranking for motivational purposes. Does that extend to your other metrics? How heavy do you look at your strokes gain numbers? Maybe your proximities? Is it is it noise? Do you look at something and say, hey, I can be better here? I need to practice that. Where does it fall in? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I keep up with that. There, there is some variance in that one, so I don't get too strung up on it, but or too hung up on it. But um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we had you know certain goals we'd like to hit, and then uh, with those with those stats, and then trying to trying to keep tabs on that helps. And then you know, even uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking to my caddy, we'll go through certain stats. He's like, "Yo, you can't. You know, you should be better here. Like just watching right. you play, you should be better here. So we need to." We need to make sure that we're, we're doing what we can to improve. But in general, you know, my short game uh, around the greens hasn't been good the last three years and it hasn't been great this year. Uh, so that was kind of the goal coming into this season or at least in 2021 was to up that number. And, you know, it shows has uh, signs of life here and there. It hasn't really produced the numbers yet, uh, but I know that's getting better. So that's one I look at quite often, at least week to week to see if I'm kind of rolling in the right direction. Do you ever worry that 
you know, trying to put more time into your short game, for example, might take away from other parts of your game. Is that a concern for you? That's a great question. hundred percent. I definitely noticed that back in the day when I was struggling, when I would spend too much time on my driver, which was like the serious piece that was off. Uh, when I would drive it well, my wedges and, and my putting would be kind of not so good. So um, you definitely have to have a plan. I feel like as I've gotten older, uh, I've, I've developed a pretty good system of how to practice and, and how not to overwork one area. Um, but even, you know, today was a good example of this. I mean, we went to the course early. Uh, I chipped for a while, did bunkers, all that stuff around the greens. Then I hit balls, uh, putt, and then on my way back out, I went and chipped a little bit more. So just trying to maybe like add a little bit more emphasis to it without, you know, like you just mentioned, without kind of ruining maybe your strength of your game. Sure. If I could, if I could grant you the power to swap short games with someone on tour, who would that be? Jason Day coming up is a good one. Uh, yeah. He's amazing. Uh, Patrick Reed is amazing as well. Th- those are two of my favorite shippers to watch. Um, and yeah, if I if I had that, I I, I think you know I'd have less people to pass at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Uh, very cool. Okay, I know you're a big baseball fan. Uh, baseball's got themselves a little bit of a sticky situation right now. With... <laughs> nice. See what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is there something that is the equivalent in golf? Not that guys are out there in the gray area of rules. But like when I see, I see lead tape on clubs and I'm always like, how is that? How is that legal? But like everybody's out there doing it. Is there something that we don't know as casual viewers that everybody's using out there? That's a good one. I never thought about lead tape being kind of sketchy. Uh, it just looks even, sketchy, Max. It just looks sketchy. It does, 100%. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, these greens books that they're getting rid of, I feel like okay. that was a little bit sketchy. Uh, one trick, no one does it. I mean, you wouldn't do it on tour. It's not only cheating, but it wouldn't help a ton. But if you ever chaps, put chapstick or Vaseline on your driver face, you can smoke it. It's like you catch a flyer off the tee. No spin high and far so no one would do that in a tournament but i i've done it like at home for fun and it's wild so that would be our closest to like the sticky situation <laughs> baseball's got themselves nice. in uh but yeah but i uh i don't know man maybe lead tape is like the weird one that we just kind of are allowed to do and no one really talks about it <laughs> can we okay i guess ex- explain it changes either what the the wing the, weight like yeah. Yeah. As you're trying to tweak regular me. way. I've only ever used it. I use it in college, maybe, or high school on my putter, because that, at that point they weren't just sending me free weights for my putter. So I needed <laughs> yeah. to like you know fix it somehow. So some people put it on like the back. Um, but I never got deep into that. Um yeah. Putter makes know, sense. I just to saw me. it today and I was like, Oh yeah, there's some lead tape. I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> yeah, I always see guys it's like on the back of their on the back of their irons or whatever. I'm like that. Maybe I should invest that. Maybe I should invest in Vaseline. I need to start ripping balls off the tee. I'm not worried about PGA Tour rules. That's all good. Um, how about this? You are basically you. You are the only guy on tour. I guess one of the few that really kind of crosses over into our world, the the podcasting world. You you kind of get to see it from both sides. Obviously, with Shane Bacon on Get a Grip. How has that been for you to kind of? I don't want to say get on the other side of the table, but to go out there, talk about golf in your, in your, in your spare time, be part of the podcasting world. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's hard. Uh, thank you. you know, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very I, much. I, I feel, I feel for you, man. Uh, <laughs> it's a grind. Uh, Shane makes it like incredibly easy. I do very little. Uh, 
but yeah, it, it's, I just find it good in general to like see something uh, from the other side of the lens a little bit. I get to view golf as an entertainment product and not a competition at times. Um, and I just think that helps for perspective at times. And also just in the grand scheme of just being a well-rounded golfer, I feel like it, it, it just, it gives me a different, a different way to look at, look at everything. I don't know if it's, you know, life changing by any means, but it's good. I feel like it gives me more things to kind of connect with the fans on and, and try to see what they're going through, you know, trying to grind out watching golf on a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and yeah, when I play, obviously it kind of goes out the window, but um, you know, just in general, you know, I have obviously way more friends who don't play professional golf than do. And uh, so it's always nice to kind of get to, you know, chop it up with them and talk about the same stuff that, that uh, you know, Shane and I were talk- would talk about. Is that a common thing for you? I mean, you you seem to be a very thoughtful guy trying to get a bunch of information from all sides and see it from different viewpoints and use stats or metrics as goals. Do you, do you consider yourself a thoughtful person? I try to be. I've always, you know, try to be like respectful of others and, and try to try to see what they're going through before I maybe make a rash judgment, I guess. And then, you know, when you're watching sports, at times it's hard to do. I get mad at <laughs> Kenley Jansen if he doesn't strike out the side in the game. Uh, I've gotten mad at uh, my guy Alex Caruso if he like missed a dunk or something like, you know, so I but I in general, I try and, uh, you know, see it from the right way, I guess, see it from their perspective. So in golf, it's easy because when I watch somebody uh, struggling on the course and people are bashing them on the internet, I can be like, all right, I'm going to go explain uh, on my podcast if they want to listen, right. you know, what exactly was going through their head. And and I think that helps me in general <laughs> to kind of slow down my, my, you know, kind of think before I speak. I love it. Smart. I've got, I know we got to get you out of here. I got two more quick ones for you and we'll, we'll get you on with your day. Are you upset that Bryson and Brooks are trying to get your hard earned pip dollars away from you? <laughs> no, man, they deserve it. They're <laughs> killing it. I'm proud of I'm proud of this. They're doing a great job. Uh, you know, it's, uh, the animosity is good in golf at times and, and it's really working. We got two of our best and brightest uh, kind of beefing a little bit. They're also our biggest, which helps a lot because it makes yeah. us seem a lot cooler than we probably are. Uh, so <laughs> I, I like it. It's been fun just to watch. Again, as a fan, it's fun to watch them uh, have their uh, kind of back and forth. And then finally, what I like to ask everybody is uh, if you could change one rule uh, about golf, what could it be? And I'll, I'll just, while, while you're thinking about that, we've had like, Hey, you can use one mulligan a week. You get to choose when to use it. Uh, doc Redmond said he wanted to be able to move his ball 12 inches over the course of a tournament. So if he left one on a lip, he could use one inch to move it in and he'd still have 11 inches left. I mean, some of you guys think a lot about this. So, um, one, one mulligan a week. Yeah. Just one. I asked myself that driving home or on the flight. I'm always like, can I just have that one shot back? Like just one. And so maybe I'll just take one mulligan a week. You got to play it right. But yeah, you don't, you, maybe you, maybe you want to use it on Thursday for something really scary, but you might want to save maybe, it. But you got to hold, you got to hold on for dear life after that. There you go. Awesome stuff, Max. Uh, good luck this week. Uh, good luck every week. Really appreciate you coming on and spending some time. Thanks very much. Take care. Big thanks to Max for joining us again. That is via Gillette. You can go to nextgengolf.org slash city hyphen tour to join Max as part of the 72 club. You have a chance to win prizes and VIP experiences throughout the summer. And of course, make sure to follow Max on all social. If you're not, what are you doing? Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. Plenty of more announcements to come. Let's take a break and talk to Jason Day. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, and we are back now. Very special guest. Not only is he a 12-time PGA Tour winner, not only is he your 2015 PGA champion, but 51 weeks atop the world rankings. It's Jason Day. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, mate. Just shy of one year, but uh, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. So far, so far, those are not final yeah. numbers. I, I I had this whole thing uh, uh, set up where I was going to welcome in Kyle, and I was going to call Kyle a, a zero-time PGA Tour winner, and he spent Whoa. zero weeks. But but we came in from an ad break, so I didn't get to use it. <laughs> so I think that I think that Jason should petition Tom Lehman to to use because Tom Lehman spent one week atop the world golf rankings. He should petition Tom Lehman to give him his one week. So so that Jason can have a full year. That might work. I actually saw Tom like, actually, he was following us at Augusta one time. It was actually this year. I saw him and he was just walking around the crowds. I should actually go up and talk to him about that. That'd be so. I saw him at Augusta this year as well. He was, yeah. uh, he was, I, I, I swear I saw this happen. He was collecting cups. Uh, and he was like, he was, he was pulling cups out of a, like a, you know, the trash bins there. Yeah. Really? And this security guard came up to him and was like, Hey, what's, what's going on here? Like what, you know, and he's like, ah, oh, my wife wanted a bunch of cups from Augusta. <laughs> and I was like, what? I can't believe I'm watching think, this right now. That's hilarious. I, I you think that, uh, number one, a player in the world that uh, could go and just get some from the, uh, merchandise area, but Hey, man, you would whatever, think so. if they're free, if they're free, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> she won't know. She won't know where they're from. Right. That's right. Exactly. They, were, they were just cups from Augusta. Well, let's, let's look at this week, Jason, because you are teeing it up in Connecticut. I imagine at this point in the week, you are full on in your process. Where, where do we stand on that? And right. and we are recording this on a Tuesday, so this won't. Come yeah, out no, 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 you're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. I, um, so, I got in Sunday, did all the testing, obviously came back negative. So I was out there on uh, Monday, played backside on Monday. We had a you know, southerly win, which is what we're going to get. So that was a good uh, good indicator of you know, what to expect. And then um, I you know, did some you – know, I'm not quite happy. I need this shot around um, you know, at the Travelers Championship. I need this three-wood low shot because you – you use it on 15, you use it on 17. I'm trying to think you can use it on 11 and there's, you use it on two. There's a few other holes where you can use this low kind of three wood, kind of like Tiger's three wood stinger. And um, so I wasn't quite happy with how I was hitting that. So, I, you know, obviously went to the range after that, worked on that. Putting has uh, been kind of a up and down kind of year for me, uh, essentially. And the greens don't look overly fast, but when you're actually putting on them, they're I think they're like 13, maybe plus right now. So they're put, they're actually lightning right now. So, uh, and then today I played 18 holes, uh, front nine by myself, and then uh, Joseph Bramlett joined on the backside, and John John Pack, I believe, is how you say his yeah. name. He's just a a guy that finished, um, you know, just finished up college, was a tremendous uh, college player, and uh, you know, just starting his journey as a professional. So that's pretty cool to see. 
Yeah, John John Pack's a good player. Finished, I think he was low am at Wingfoot last year at the U.S. Open. Uh, I'm cu- you mentioned the putting. I'm curious about that. You were the best putter in the world from uh, 15 to 17, 14 to 16, right. kind of in that range. Yep. And I'm curious about your 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 recent statistics. It has been more mm-hmm. like your your approach game has been really good, and the putting's fallen right. off. It. How hard is it? I was thinking about this in relation to somebody like John Rahm, who is just so seamless in every category. How difficult is it to, to kind of raise the stakes in every single category at the same time? Right. Now, that's a good question because, you know, if someone like John Rahm, who's, like you said, an all-round great player, um, that's the reason why he's number one in the world. And to a certain degree, Dustin Johnson um, had that um, yeah, that number one spot in the world for a long time because he was all round as well. Like, I mean, it w- weren't like if you look at number one guys and uh, that, that get to number one in the world, there's not many like weaknesses in their game. They're pretty solid all round. Um, getting to my putting, um, I think for the most part, there for a little bit, I, you know, I obviously was battling injuries and through just trying to get through my practice routine and get through my putting because I've always been known to putt like two, two and a half hours a day uh, just on my putting that, you know, I got to a point where with my my back, I couldn't putt for more than 15 minutes. So, mm. um, and then through just putting um, for 15 minutes, obviously the workload has come down, but then a lot of bad tendencies came in. And then, uh, you know, I was at the start of this year, I was at the waste management and I was I'm mostly not having the greatest year, but like, at the start of this year, I usually have a mirror down and I've got two tees that I try and, you know, get my putter through. I couldn't even get the putter through the two tees without hitting the tees every single time. So I had this massive in to out over the top loop. I was cutting across at five degrees. Um, and from there, you just couldn't start it online. And if you can't start it online, then once that happens, you lose confidence on where you're starting the actual part. And yeah. then when you lose confidence in that, then you lose confidence in the speed. And that, you know, that's just really difficult to kind of catch up. Yeah. I was thinking how the, the physical side of it would turn to the mental side. Were you finding yourself mm. out there on the course knowing, Hey, maybe I might, I might not start this online. So maybe I have to aim differently. Uh, or you just, I mean, I can imagine the tricks that's starting to play on you. Rick, man, I, I, I would stand there and go, okay, no, I know that I'm aiming straight. I just know because I could line it up kind of because essentially I would have the ball, have the putter and pick something just about six inches in front. I know I'd be aiming straight. And then I'd have some people tell me that I'm aiming straight, but where I was aiming, my body position, I just, I would look up and it would look so far right. So I'd be, okay, I'm going to shuffle left to feel comfortable. And every single time I'd start at left and I'd, on left to right, I'd miss it high. On right to left, I'd miss it low. So then I'd go to the you know the next green and go, no, you're aiming right. Just trust it harder and blow it through the right right to left um, part. You know what I mean? So it's just really difficult to try and find that confidence. And it's it's amazing. Now, I feel like I've, I've worked on a lot. You know, the rhythm of my stroke got really – like I, I got to the point where I've never been really technical with my putting and I got to the point where I was so technical I was, I was thinking about – how fast I need to take the, the putter back. And now I'm starting to see signs where, you know, the rhythm's a lot quicker on the on the back swing. It's a lot smoother through transition, starting it online, and the speed's starting to come back to where it needs to be. Uh, I, I want to make a kind of a hard right turn here. Uh, congratulations, mm. by the way, on uh, your fourth kid. It's awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate I it. Also, I also have fourth, four kids. I was going to say, you're, you're tied now. <laughs> and... Ooh. 
gain kids right there. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not pretty. Uh, <laughs> so my question is about so you take an RV to these different events, yeah. and this is something that my wife has kind of pitched to me that we should do, and. <laughs> I have pushed back against that. So I'm curious about genuinely, like when you go to the Travelers Championship, what is right. the what is the best thing about stay, like using the RV and what is the hardest thing that that uh, is just like, man, this is this complicates things for the week more than it needs to. Um, it, there's not a lot of negatives in regards to um, there's not a lot of negatives in regards to, you know, how do I say it? I think more things that, that come up that are stressful. It was, you know, it's a moving house. Things can go wrong with it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm actually on my bus right now. So I'm going to just turn you around. So this is oh, like, yeah. I'm watching, oh, I'm yeah. watching. So there you go. So that's the living area. I've got two couches there. That's, you know, that's a pullout sofa, which is a queen. This is a futon. I'm at the dining area. I'm obviously watching England versus Czech Republic right now. There's a kitchen. And if you, if I take you through, so I'm going to take you through. So this is obviously the fridge. <laughs> then I've got two bunk beds right here. I've got a toilet there. I've got my bedroom, bedroom back there. It's got a TV back there. Then I have the washer and dryer. I have um, the uh, the shower and, and another toilet back there. So it's, it's, it's so nice to be able to yeah. just come back. After, I'm only like five, 10 minutes away from the golf course uh, this week, but I cook all my meals. I have the same bed. Um, you know, it, it's it's actually a nice place to relax. Four kids and a wife on the new on the bus is going to be very difficult to do. It was great with like two, then three was like, oh, we're starting to get in now four. It's going to be too tight, I think. But I think you should do it. I think you should do it just for a little bit. There you go. Okay, I'll let her know. I, I like that. I, I imagine the the consistency of it each week, not checking in and out of hotels and not knowing what you're getting. The idea that you you have kind of the same thing is is very helpful as well. Yeah. No, it definitely is. I mean, like, I I don't travel with you know any luggage. I mean, I've got you know all my stuff on here. It's just it's literally like being at home, which is the biggest thing for me. I love it. I want to go back to uh, you mentioned confidence a little bit, and I want to go back to. 2015, 2016-ish, because this is an unbelievable stretch, Jason. Seven seven wins and 17 starts. Between 15 and 16, you won eight times in 40 starts. T- 20%, Jason, we're talking, yeah. we're talking Tiger-esque level stuff here. What what ha- how are you feeling when you're stepping on the golf course knowing that there is a very good chance you're winning every single week? Um, so you gotta. I mean, that's really, I, I thank you for that because I, I, I need to, I need to think of that about more of that stuff right now, especially where I'm at right now. I need to find the confidence, my confidence in myself and, and the belief in myself again, but uh, hearing stuff like that is, 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 is refreshing. Um, but you got to understand that like before all that happened, there was like little small wins along the way. So I remember going through two years and not drinking a soda. I love soda. Right. I'd love Coke. I love Coke. I love all that stuff, you know, Pepsi, whatever it is. I love all that stuff. Um, and I love bad food. So there was a two year period where I didn't drink a single can of Coke. So when I would do that, I would, I would say no one else is doing that in my mind. I would say no one else is doing that. You're working harder than anyone else. Same as when I was eating, you know, clean, I would just eat chicken and broccoli for every meal of the day. Right. And then, um, I would work out. I knew that uh, the way that I was training that like I was stronger than everyone. So like little small wins along the way, just elevated my confidence more and more and more as, as you know, the long, the longer that, you know, 
through 2013, 2014, as, as I, you know, went through those years, I just started gaining a lot more confidence knowing that I was doing the right things. And, and to be honest, it was about the direction that I had in myself and my game personally. And, and, and on the golf course, I had a lot of direction and, um, you know, over the last couple of years where I've, you know, had a swing, uh, swing coach change, um, you know, my body hasn't been the way that it has. And I've kind of been floating in and out, not having a lot of direction in my in myself, my game. And it's been refreshing to to know that now the what I'm doing on the golf course, of the golf course, you know, I, I feel like I have a lot of direction. And to be able to look back on, you know, what I did back in 2015, 2016, anytime I stood on the golf course, I felt so confident that if I was on my day, no one on planet earth was ever going to beat me. I just knew it. Like there was no, no one that was going to beat me. Just, I just felt so good about myself. Um, but you know, that's just golf, you know, it just goes up and down. You, you, you gain confidence, you lose confidence. I'm actually in a bit of a low right now. So I'm kind of just trying to find my way out of it. And, you know, but the biggest thing for me right now is to, uh, just to, you know, just tell myself every day that, you know, I am a good player. I'm trying to get back to where I'm, where I was at, you know, I've got good direction and, and just be patient with it. But you know, it's, it, it's, it's a funny journey, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that journey just real quick on this, it's um, so to do what you were talking about for 15 straight years or 20 straight years, mm-hmm. like that's, it, it's, it's, it's so hard. Like as, right. as, and, and even as like somebody with four kids, I'm like, man, it is hard to like eat well every day. Right. It yeah. is hard to, uh, get on the bike every day. Uh, so how have you tried to like, how, how have you balanced? Hey, I want to enjoy my life with my family and my friends versus, Hey, I'm going to be psychotic about like what I put in my body (laughs) and how much I go to the gym as I get older. How how do you balance those two things as you kind of progress in your career? It's, it's, that's a, a really good question because it is, if, how do I explain it? It's not like any other sport where it's so time consuming. Golf is like very time consuming as in there's so many aspects, um, not only physically, but mentally as well. Um, you know, what you have to do for your body because we we're constantly playing we don't have a short season. It's like the whole year round. Um, and through 20, I'll say through 2013 to 2016, I had no distractions other than all I wanted to do was get to number one in the world. Yeah. Um, everything was selfish. Everything was all about me and that's it. Um, and, you know, obviously I had kids and stuff like that. But even when I was, when I'd come back from a golf tournament and to a certain degree, I'm still, you know, guilty of it now. I'd come back from a golf tournament and I'd be playing with the kids and I'd just be I'd be there, but non-existent, you know what I mean? Because my mind is thinking about golf. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd go to, I'd go to bed, sleeping about golf. I'd wake up sleeping about golf. You know, what do I need to do? And like, you know, right now, you know, my, one of my goals is to get back to number one in the world, but you know, obviously I have another goal, which is kind of, you know, self mastery trying to get, you know, not only get to number one in the world, but like kind of have that self mastery as, as an achievement, um, you know, and I talk to my wife about it all the time. She goes, but she, my wife is unbelievable. She sacrifices so much, not only for me, but like she takes a lot of, you know, the stuff that I bring back from the golf course as well. And that can be difficult with four, four children now. Um, but it's, she goes, if you're, you know, if you're not around anyways, you may as well 
you try and do everything you can to get back to number one in the world. It's it's all about, you know, I, I've been very lucky with the people that I've had, including my agent, my coaches and all that stuff, all my whole team now, um, for us to be able to, um, you know, everyone sacrifice what they're doing just for me. It's it, I feel very blessed to have a team that I have right now because, um, you know, a lot of people out there want a team and, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of people that are, you know, loving in that way. Yeah. Jason, we are absolutely rooting for you. We're rooting for you this week, rooting for you next week, every week after that. Thank you so much for the time today. We really do appreciate it. Rick, Carl, appreciate it, mate. Thanks, guys. Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. It says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.